And we are live. So, I mean, do we want to just get the obvious out of the way and say we're one short this week? Tog's officially been abducted by aliens. Yeah, and that's it's crazy, though, because that's the, that seems to be the topic of what we're going <laughs> to discuss. <laughs> UFOs. And he's been abducted. He's probably having a good time, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I guarantee you he's asleep. <laughs> All right. So we're talking UFOs this week. Just UFOs. We don't want to break into aliens. Uh, we want to keep it just UFOs. We'll keep aliens for another time. Um, I think it'll be a separate hole. We probably go really far down. Yeah, that'll be a, another deep rabbit hole to uh, traverse. But I think um, I think we'll probably be a little more organized this week, honestly, um, than we have been in, in, in previous times. Um, do we want to start off talking about some recent uh, news? Tristan, maybe you got some, you want to talk about that, the Pentagon the release? Pentagon? Yeah. Yeah, so while everybody else was, it was during Corona, right? Yeah, very bright at the beginning. Yeah. It's, yeah, so while everybody else is busy freaking out about coronavirus and all that stuff, the Pentagon releases... Well, they didn't. They like declassified a number of documents stating that UFOs are real. And just to get the um, terminology out of the way, when we say UFO, we're meaning like the actual ter- definition: UFO, unidentified flying object. We're not saying, oh, the Pentagon says aliens are real, because that's not what they said. That's not what we're saying. We're saying unidentified flying object. And uh, on top of that, they come up with another name for it, too. Um, it's called like a unidentified aerial phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's basically anything that, that's in the, in the air that moves around that they can't explain. They um, So I, I don't personally know this. I'm asking this from an actual question standpoint. When they released that, um, I know they also declassified, like, um, we were talking earlier about the, the Nimitz video and the San Diego video and a few of those UFO encounters. Did they declassify those, like, a lot at the same time that they were saying, okay, yes, these are examples of UFOs? Did they, like, put it out as, like, examples? Or how did they release that? Do you know? Um, I don't really know with the ones that they let out at the beginning of the COVID thing. I just, but the... The USS Nimitz video was released and it was declassified kind of more quietly. Um, mm-hmm. Earlier on, it was back in like 2019 that that was declassified, I think. And we'll um, we'll put the Nimitz video definitely because we'll talk about that one a lot, I think. We'll put that and some other sources um, on the Facebook page too so that well, did, um, people can see those. The, I'd say they're also... Uh, forming a new task force force to yeah, investigate they UFOs. are yep so like i mean yeah. i could use a good no. task fork task fork yeah. <laughs> a bit risque Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like uh sounds like space force is going to be uh looking into ufos yeah actually useful yeah you know what honestly i saw that First time I saw Space Force, like you know what, I might have to go back in. But <laughs> Doesn't the Air Force have like a space, yeah, of... space command, yeah. 
I mean, it's essentially what they did was they took the Air Force's Space Command and they made it the Space Force. Mm-hmm. Like That's the same did. way they did with like yeah. the Army and their. Yep. Like what the is Air that Force, where astronauts right? come from now, or is astronauts still? So astronauts can come from like any branch of the military, and they can even be civilians if they're competitive enough. But um, they, I think they technically belong to that. Whenever they're part of NASA, they belong to that Space Command. But so, do you think that that has anything to do with UFOs? That um, the whole space force thing? That's maybe an I answer. Think, yeah, I mean, I could be. I think it could have something to do with it, right? I mean, as we further our exploration into space, we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna find more things we don't know how to explain, and so I think the space force could be there to help. Yeah, it's like an explorative um, measure. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and uh, UFOs is even just just doing UFOs is such a broad topic that um, I I just really there's so much we could talk about. Even like all the way back to um, was it was it Da Vinci that there's like supposedly in a Da Vinci painting there's a UFO. There's actually a lot. I think in the in there's the Mona actually, Lisa? Yes. I think if you look in the background, uh, give me a second and I'll actually, but I'm pretty sure it's the Mona Lisa. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah. Here's a. I mean, that's pretty, that's kind of when. Um, it might not be Mona Lisa. Someone might have been pulling the leg. The, the modern day, well, I was going to say that's when people started looking to the stars kind of. Oh, yeah. Your astronomers. Mm-hmm. But um, there was astronomers way before that, such right. as the, the Egyptians and the Aztecs and Mayans and all them. But that gets a little bit more into the alien thing. Definitely. Yeah, that does. But the UFO thing, yeah. Um, I don't think it's the Mona Lisa. I think it's a different no, Renaissance the... painting. Is it the Last Supper? No. Um, what is this called? I don't know. Are you probably I've got looking the picture. at the same thing I am. I do too. I just don't the woman's the the like bent over, and in the background, there's a. It's a religious painting, though. Yeah. Let's see the here. Renaissance era. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, the Madonna, <laughs> Madonna. Um, oh, what is that? Madonna and John the Baptist. Yeah, but you know, I, I know, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's definitely there. Um, th- that's kind of when people started looking to the stars. Uh, Galileo is the name of one of them, right? One of the mm-hmm. famous astronomers. Yep. Um, da Vinci was kind of known for looking to space and looking to the sky. He's a renaissance man. That's kind of when the telescope was invented, isn't it? Um, I think, like, yeah, some more advanced versions of and you know you really have to think about it what what they were seeing at that point in time was completely different than what we're seeing now because if you think about light pollution right so it would have been a lot more interesting for them to look at the scar the uh, um, up at the stars in the sky but at night because they wouldn't have had all this diffused or non-diffused light pollution that oh, makes yeah. it harder to see you know the milky way and harder to see all these stars so it would have been even a lot more interesting for them to look and see. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, even That's if like, you live in a rural a mm-hmm. rural area, yep, you still have a ton of light pollution around you from other cities, other sources, and stuff like that. And yep. we can't see near as deeply um, as as they would have back then. Yeah. Of course, our telescopes are also a lot more powerful now. Definitely. So we we act, I guess technically we can see further than them. Yeah, just not with the naked eye. We can't see as yeah as much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and like once you get out in the desert and stuff, and you really, really realize what's right above your head, it just it's mind blowing. Well, even here, like <clears throat> like where I live, if you like when you go down the river, there's just there's no lights for miles around, mm-hmm. so you can look into the sky and you can see satellites and yep. stuff like that that are moving that you wouldn't see when you're in actual in the town. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So as as far as um, swinging back to UFOs here, as far as UFOs go on like a more modern standpoint, is there any particular videos or anything that you guys wanted to discuss? So um, my uh, main thing would be with uh, just like uh, like Bob Lazar, right? And all his okay, evidence. Yeah, Bob not Lazar. so much. Not so much video, but like you know, he's he's talked. He's been spouting this out for years. Mm-hmm. For thirty some years now, man, yeah. longer than that, I'd say. And they've been—I mean, the government has denied it and denied it and denied it and completely discredited everything he's ever said. Mm-hmm. And then, in one foul swoop, at the beginning of the year, they basically said, "Oh, we've been lying for this whole time." Yep. Now, really have they? I, I know. Have they like actually? I guess would it be avowed? Bob Lazar. Now, have they claimed that he was correct, or was it just that UFOs do exist? Uh, I don't think they that he's correct. Right. I think that when they come out with it, it's basically they were they were saying, "Hey, you know, right? We were kind of lying to you, maybe." Right. Okay. And that's like. Um, I mean, well, the, one of the I, big things about Lazar is that it's – the thing that he talked about for so long was that Element 115. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he preached about how Element 115 is like an is a extraterrestrial uh, material that powers mm-hmm. these UFOs and these ships to do the kinds of things that they do. And he was t- talking like – these um, crafts and these vehicles would uh, move in ways that wasn't possible for our vehicles to move. So, for example, they would be able to accelerate at higher speeds. Um, they'd be able to stop at a dime and, and stuff like that, and they would be able to like move side to side and up and down <laughs> without any... like. Um, Momentum, I guess you could right. say. So he's saying that ele- he said that Element One Fifteen was a real thing, and and that's where people were like, "Oh, you're crazy," blah blah blah. But now I think that's one of the things that the Pentagon has released and has came out with is that Element One Fifteen is real and it is a real thing. Now I don't think they said what it's used for or anything like that, but Element One Fifteen is real. Wow. And okay. It, it it can it is a powerful sort of uh, I don't know fuel I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah. So I guess I mean, like, I did we we didn't explain to anyone like who actually Bob Lazar was, right? Like, we didn't say no. You for anyone go that ahead. Didn't anyone yeah. that didn't that doesn't know, right? So Bob Lazar was it? He was in. He worked at Area Fifty One. He his. His claims are that he worked at Area 51 and he was in charge of working on, or maybe not in charge, he was responsible for uh, reverse engineering. Yep. The These different alien practices they are. They're not, they're not of this world. And then he, when he, hey, was he relieved or quit? Either way, he started coming out and saying all this outlandish stuff, saying, you know, about UFOs, and I, I believe he's actually talked about seeing aliens and um, stuff like that. I think he has, yeah. I want to say he, I want to say he's, he knows alien, he's seen an alien before, or something of the similar. It might just be completely their... Flying craft and stuff like that mm-hmm. is completely it. So, like, I mean, he's he's a man that for years now has been saying, "Hey, there are UFOs. We are like we have them. There are there in Area Fifty One. Blah 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 blah." And then the government spent how many years now saying, "Oh no, that's not true. That's not true at all." And then to come out in the midst of Corona and say, "Hey." UFOs are a thing. Yeah, so that's another thing. Um, You mentioned he worked at Area 51. A lot of people probably don't even think that Area 51 exists, and they probably think Area 51 is another one of those uh, conspiracy theories that Mm -hmm. people just come up with. But it's not. It is. It does exist. It is a real place. Mm -hmm. It's proven fact that... um, Area 51 is a, a military facility in uh, Groom Nevada, Lake, right? Yeah, Groom Lake, Nevada. Yeah. So, it's, right, Ro- Roswell. No one, no one really knows. I mean, back in the day, people used to think like, "Oh, that's where they have alien bodies," and blah 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 blah. I don't really know about that. I, I it, it definitely is a secret place. Um, there's videos on YouTube and all that stuff, and it is known for being very high-level, top-secret kind of place. You can't really get in there without special clearances and stuff. You can't even get and in, if you're found like, within... Recording, yeah, if you're found recording or anything like that within, like, a certain number of miles, uh, you can get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, like the it's mountain definitely ranges. A place where they, um, it's definitely a place where they have experimental... Tech for sure. Like yeah, one hundred percent. You know, and like if you think back to if if you remember, I mean, I know I shared the snot out of it, and I mean, I even joked about going to the whole raid area area fifty one thing that happened on Facebook. Was that last year? Um, it's actually been a over a year ago. Gosh, that's crazy. It's been that long. Yeah, but, I mean, people that I mean, people were taking that so seriously though that like. Mm-hmm. I mean, there hundreds people, of people showed up. Like, there was a lot of people there. Well, they had to, like, my unit, they had to say, like, hey, make sure you're not... This is so <laughs> serious. Don't like, they were... Do this. Yeah, like, you don't, can, like, 
yeah, like you can get a lot of trouble showing up. Yeah, don't don't Naruto run through Area yeah. Fifty One. So they had like a whole briefing over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was that was some some internet gold for a while though. But I mean, like, I mean, you just look at those videos enough, and that's that is enough to tell you that there is something there that they definitely want to keep quiet. Um, no matter what it is, there's definitely something there they're wanting to keep quiet. You know, and I've heard a lot about. <clears throat> Um, Wright Patterson Air Force Base too, as like a, I don't know yeah. if you guys have been have heard those those rumors. You know, a lot of people. I can't remember. There's another. Where they took the Roswell stuff. Right? Yes, yeah, that's where they supposedly took Roswell. Um, and someone, another guy, kind of like a Lazar guy, um, a whistleblower. I remember watching stories of him talking about um, at Wright Patterson there being like alien bodies in a hangar um, from the, yeah, from the Roswell, um, from the Roswell. Uh, hangar 18 is what they call it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, so, um, I'll put some of that on the Facebook page too, some links to, to that source file as well. So that's something we can kind of get into is the, uh, the history of the sightings of UFOs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, one of the, was something that kind of sparks the UFO interest and everything like that, and something that a lot of people say that they don't believe in UFOs, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't back in the day either, um, but hold on, let me make sure I get my, uh, I want to make sure I get my dates right and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, 1938. A lot of people probably didn't believe in UFOs in 1938. But um, back then, all you had was radio. And at the end of the day, the family would sit around the radio, and that's what they listened to instead of the TV. Mm-hmm. Well, in 1938, there was a book that was popular <laughs> called yeah. War of the Worlds by Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. And it's a um, it's a story about an alien invasion on Earth. And that came over the radio. That was uh, being read uh, dramatically. It wasn't just being narrated or anything like that. It was being – it was a dramatization over the radio of the book. Mm-hmm. And it caused some serious panic because people thought that the that they were actually being invaded by aliens. So that's kind of um, like a lot of people say they don't believe in aliens and stuff like that. But when a, a thing like that happens and they get scared, you know. Right. But anyways, um, on top of that, I found this one which was interesting 1941 the cape Girardeau ufo crash in cape Girardeau, missouri that's close to home for us yeah that, i've read that one it. too that's a pretty cool one i actually never heard of that yeah but it just um apparently there was a crash in cape Girardeau, and um there was a, a bodies and a spacecraft but i don't know whatever actually came of that and then there was uh, 1942, so this is during um, World War II, mm-hmm. 
in Los Angeles, there was the Battle of Los Angeles, where there was unidentified aerial lights above Los Angeles, and we actually fired, I mean, I say we, but the people there actually fired anti-aircraft rounds and raised uh, war alerts and stuff like that at, throughout Los Angeles because um, in 1942, we were scared of the Japanese invading, so mm -hmm. there was actually anti-aircraft guns set up on the beaches of Los Angeles and stuff like that. And alarms and all that stuff set up, and uh, we actually sounded those alarms. Uh, the big one, though, of course, that probably everybody's heard about is Roswell, uh, which we've kind of mentioned already. <laughs> but hey, um, actually, let me let me toss in a note for you real quick on the Battle of L.A. Sorry, um, it wasn't just like they shot a couple times; they shot fourteen hundred shells. Yeah, it was, that's why it's called the Battle of Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, because it was like, like they, a they, literal... They thought they were in a fight. Yeah. Like five people I mean, died over it, um, over it related was, to, the, to the fight. Yeah, yeah. It, was, um, it was real. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, were, they were in a battle. Uh, the United States thought they were being invaded yeah. by, by something. All right, sorry, I just wanted to get that out there. No, you're good. Um, but anyways, 1947... Uh, Roswell UFO crash. So outside of Roswell, there's a crash that happens. And before anything, before anybody can really react to it, uh, civilian-wise, there is Air Force, CIA, um, all sorts of other federal agencies. Uh, surrounding it, cordoning it off, not letting people in, not letting people take pictures, not letting people see what's going on, um, not explaining the full story. And they're just not, I mean, they were keeping it real, real, real quiet. So what came of that is supposedly it was a UFO carrying um, extraterrestrial beings that crashed um, and it was taken, like you said, to, uh, what did you say, Patterson, right? Yeah, uh, Wright-Patterson. Wright-Patterson, uh, Air Force Base. It's in Ohio. And that's a long ways for something to travel mm -hmm. that supposedly isn't a big deal. Like the government yeah. tried to sweep it up under the rug, say it was a, a weather balloon and stuff like that. But, I mean, come on. Yeah, it was a weather balloon. <laughs> Uh, 1948, the Gorman dogfight um, over North Dakota for 27 minutes. Uh, Air Force pilot pursued a unidentified flying object for over 27 minutes. So for 27 minutes, he followed this thing and tried to catch up to it. And it was probably just playing with him at that point. Yeah, and that was over Fargo, North Dakota. And there's just tons. Like you can, I mean, you can. I'm just on Wikipedia right now looking at these. But there's just tons and tons and tons of these. And um, they're, they're everywhere is the thing. They're not just central to the United States or parts of central or uh, the, the Midwest or anything like that. Right. Like it's, it's a reoccurring phenomenon across the world. Uh, there's and one it's in not South just... Africa, United Kingdom, Brazil, 
Soviet Union. I got a good Soviet Union one too. Uh, Australia, France, Canada, Finland. It's it, it's it, it's everywhere. Yeah, and it's not like it was just recently happened. Like this isn't something that's just. Uh... Oh no, there's ones that date all the way back to. I mean, uh, the earliest one that is on this page here is. 1400 BC. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's, they're, you know, they're in they're the people have painted them, so it's yeah, yeah, definitely. They they were on. I mean, and not just on Renaissance paintings. Like, there's cave paintings of these. things. Oh yeah, hieroglyphics of uh, yeah, hieroglyphics from the Egyptians. Yep, the um, Sumerians. Other, there's a lot of Sumerian um, a lot undertone. of Sumerian stuff. Yep. A lot of Sumerian stuff. Yeah, uh, there's That's even what I find interesting is that the first civilization, the first yeah. civilization that we know of, also foreshadowing. I'll get into that later too. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. With the, the fact that the Sumerians actually had note and kept notes of unidentified objects in the sky is something that just astounds me. No, oh, definitely. Definitely. Even um, Gobekli Tepe, if you guys know what Gobekli Tepe is, um, it's a long, even predates the Sumerians by thousands of years. Um, I think, I want to say it's been dated around 10,000 BC, but it's a temple in um, Turkey, and uh, Anatolia in Turkey that has been unearthed. And there's some, some um, drawings, some carvings on Gobekli Tepe that look rather like a UFO, um, in my opinion. Or like like what you would think of are UFOs, right? Your cylindrical or your, you know, saucer-shaped UFOs. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's all the, the way back. The thing, too, is that a lot of them have been described as that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, our planes today, all of our planes today have wings, right? They're right. like a... They're, they're pretty much... In one form or another, they're like a cylindrical object with two wings. There's no argument against that. Right. Yeah. Most of these unidentified objects that we find, or the sea, or whatever, are either saucers that are smooth, you know, they don't Mm -hmm. have any wings that are jutting out, or propellers or any other propulsion systems, really. They're, so they're either saucers or they're like cylinders, which is um, like the Tic Tac thing, the Tic Tac right. UFOs, which is, um, for those who don't know, the Tic Tac UFOs are a term that was coined by three um, Navy pilots off of uh, Norfolk, Virginia, that were doing a training mission or something like that, and they saw these um, tic-tac-shaped objects. And it wasn't just one of them. It was uh, a a multitude of them. Um, But the thing about those is that that um, there's uh, there's audio recording of the of what the pilots were saying to each other and they mm-hmm. actually locked onto them with um, weapon systems is uh, they were astounded with how fast that 
the objects were moving. So well, they were I mean, surprised the that yeah, they were surprised. And the well, fact they were surprised that, that they were three, able to actually lock onto it. They're like the fact that we were just able to lock onto this with how fast yeah. it was moving. Yeah, like I remember um, in in the audio, you can hear one of the guys say like, "Oh, you got it, you got it, you got it." Like excited for his buddy who just locked onto this thing that was moving like that because it was impressive that he locked onto it and was able to track it. And so if if three pilots, experienced Navy pilots, are surprised at how quickly this thing's moving and stuff like that, then I don't think it's something that we can just brush off simply as a, a experimental aircraft. Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't think so either. But you'd think also if it was just if it was a uh, like our government's experimental aircraft, they would have alerted somebody somewhere at some point to they probably know, hey, this wouldn't is have been in that area at all. Yeah. Like yeah, if something I mean, like Norfolk, that's going down, yeah. if a training mission like that is going down with an experimental secret aircraft, then they're not gonna let anybody in that area, period. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like pilots aren't gonna be working in that in that zone. Yeah, I agree. But when you when you were talking about um, saucer shapes and cylindricals, it really got me thinking about the Glock. You guys know what the Glock is? I haven't heard of the Glock. Mm, the no. Glock, it's the Nazi bell. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, the, there's like a, some really strong evidence that the Nazis were working on um, what they called the Glock or the bell, um, and it was a essentially it was an it was, an, it was a craft, some sort of craft that was um, an anti-gravity craft that would essentially spin and that would pick it up kind of the same way that a lot of people think that, you know, a saucer-shaped UFO would work. Um, and the, there was some experiments on it. Um, and then, of course, we uh, kicked them back to the Stone Age before we, we could uh, before they could finish it, of course. But... Um, there's like a lot of people that said that they were working on this. I mean, even people that, I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Operation Paperclip. We have all these Nazi scientists coming to work for NASA um, and Gestapo guys coming to work for the CIA after the end of World War II. Um, Wilhelm Voss, uh, Rudolf Schrester, a lot of guys, you know, that came from Operation Paperclip, Otto Cerny were saying that, yeah, hey, we were working on this. But there's really no saying of where they originated from. Um, well, the Nazis did a lot of... Um, you can hear occult. these stories from uh, camp survivors, mm -hmm. uh, from, from Holocaust survivors. You can hear stories of them talking about how the Nazis did experiments on them. Mm-hmm. And the Nazis were always um, working on something scientific, like yeah. all the time. Like when when we dropped the atom bomb on uh, Japan, the Nazis were building one. Yeah. Like yep. they were always doing something scientific, which is why we brought a, and they were good at it too. Which is mm -hmm. why we brought a lot of them over. I mean, like you said, Warner von Braun was one mm -hmm. of them, and he was the head of NASA. Mm -hmm. The head of NASA was a Nazi. Yeah. Like, and that's not a question. That's fact. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you said the anti-gravity anti kind of thing. That's mm -hmm. kind of what, um, 
that's another thing that kind of ties all of these together is the fact that uh, the the Glock, like you said, was anti gravity. Yeah. Um, you know, and the uh, thought was there was there was an inside, there was you know I don't want to get too scientific on, but there was an inside section of the of the craft, and then the outside spun around it, and that created an anti lift. Field. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like kind of like a like Dyson it had sphere. Such, like it had such a quick rotation on it that it. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. You know, kind of like um, you know, a lot of whenever we start talking about long-term space travel, a Dyson sphere is always what comes up to create gravity. It's kind of the same thing, you know, reversed of that. Yeah. Okay. But it, I mean, it almost makes you think: Where did they get the idea? You know. Where did they, because there's a lot of, there is a lot, in insurmountable amount of UFO evidence coming out of the European theater, theater of World War II. Um, I mean, and you know, 90% of that's going to be misidentified, you know, Messerschmitts or misidentified Spitfires or whatever. But um, that's actually where the word Foo Fighter comes from, like the band is talking about... Um, what Allied pilots, when they were seeing things that they couldn't explain um, in the European theater flying, um, they called them Foo Fighters. Huh. Yep. I didn't know that. That's cool. But the um, the anti-gravity thing is a characteristic that follows a lot of this stuff throughout mm-hmm. different encounters. The Bob Lazar thing, like you said, um, the crafts that he explained that he worked on were anti-gravity. That's why yep. they could stop... Uh, and move in a, in any direction they wanted to. Um, that's the, the what Element One Fifteen did is create that anti gravity field. And another thing, uh, the USS Nimitz uh, in two thousand four, there was a pilot named uh, Commander Fravor, Commander David Fravor. He saw a tic tac shaped. Um, UFO off the coast of San Diego while he was running a training mission. And he explains the um, the craft that he saw like that as well as how it would move like gravity didn't affect it. So if you think of a normal plane having to make a left or right turn, it has to swoop kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to turn and it has to make that wide turn. Like no matter how aerodynamic or how um, acrobatic it is, it still has to swoop that turn. So it have lift under its wings. Yeah, it doesn't. It can't make a 90 degree turn. It can't make a 90 degree angle. He said that this Tic Tac UFO could. That when he spotted it, it went faster than he could explain. Uh, he actually, I think he said that they uh, had ways of measuring its speed, and I don't remember the exact measurements that he took, but it was astonishing. It was like it's faster than anything that they had in their arsenal. But anyways, it moved down um, to like 50 to 100 feet, something like that, off of the ocean surface and stopped. came to a dead stop from that ridiculous speed, sat there for a while. He tried to lock onto it with his um, weapon systems, and it couldn't. And he couldn't. It was actively jamming 
his weapon system. So that's another thing that kind of like, whoa. Yeah, um, definitely. And made him kind of freak out a little bit was the fact that it was actively preventing him from locking onto it. And it could, if it wanted to, it could completely stop all aggression against it. Like if he wanted to act against that craft and he wanted to take any sort of aggression towards that act, towards that craft, he couldn't do it. But he said after he failed locking onto it and it jammed him and everything that it picked up again, like directly straight up off the ground and then took off again at a perfect like 90 degree angle. And so there's nothing, there's nothing that can do that. No, I mean, there's, there's nothing, nothing. There's nothing we have that does that. A helicopter doesn't do that. No. Like a helicopter can lift up off the ground and fly or whatever, but not at those speeds. No. None of the, none of the jet fighters we have, none of the stealth fighters nope. we have, bombers, whatever. I mean, even like the the Air Force's, you know, space drone, what the X-37B or whatever it is. I think it's X-37B. I mean, that's the most advanced thing out there, and it's still. I mean, cannot. It has to have lift, right? It has. You have to have a generated power underneath it. You can't just. Yeah, it has to have some sort of propulsion. Yeah, you can't just. And that's what this thing had no left and right. propulsion. Yeah. Like in the thermal imaging of it, mm-hmm. it had no like heat source. Heat around it. Yeah, it had no propulsion source. Yeah. But. Which plays a. I mean, plays a lot to that that gravity. Um, kind of like the Glock, you know. Uh, if it's creating its own, I don't even know what the word to use is, but um, gravity force or force field around it, you know, um, kind of like the whole Star Trek thing, you know, where you uh, you're morphing space around you, right? And that what they what they did in Star Trek was the warp drives; they warp the space around them. Um, that's a lot of the a lot of the same stuff you hear in Lies UFO claims too, is the possibility of it actually warping what's around it. Yeah, that's that's another thing too. Is uh, a lot of people ask like, well, where do these UFOs come from? And they're like, oh, it has to come from um, Mars or Venus or whatever, mm-hmm. because those are the only planets that are close enough to it, and it would take them too long to get here. Blah blah blah. Well, that's the thing that people aren't aren't realizing is that, that these um, objects and things that are coming here are light years beyond advanced from us like mm-hmm. so ridiculously far that we can't even really explain it and that they probably have a way of traversing space um in a way that's like in star wars or star trek or whatever right. for example where they actually bend space and time around them to move in the way that they do so um, light years and light years and light years is a blink of an eye for them if they want to. Yeah, it's it gets into a weird uh, another rabbit hole of <laughs> dimensions and space and time and whether or not you can distort space and time and how different timelines can move and how they line up and all that stuff. But that's another thing is that, I mean, it's the way that timelines in space work. The fact that they could be 
millions and millions of years ahead of us, mm -hmm. and they're just moving to this. I have a trouble explaining this sometimes. It works well in my head, and then I start talking, <laughs> and it just falls apart. I understand that. But I'm just going to spill it. So basically what they're doing is they're moving along. They're moving throughout space, but because they're moving so far throughout space at such a speed that it's causing them to move throughout time as well. Right. So yeah, they're, they're they're leaving themselves behind. Ex they're yeah, they're going backwards. Yeah, basically. It's like, like so they're the coming Superman. to us. It's basically like if we were to to dumb it down, not calling the audience dumb. That was a poor choice of words. To um, <laughs> break it down a little better, it's like if we were to start running so fast that we could go into um like caveman era right it's like when it's like when superman uh, he went around the earth or whatever and he went so fast that the earth started spinning backwards mm -hmm. which yeah. caused time to reverse or yeah. however explained that if anybody in the audience is really interested in um just the theor the theoretics behind all of this and there's a really good uh, youtube channel i follow it's isaac arthur um, he does like a weekly different UFO, alien, space travel. It's, it's science and futurisms with Isaac Arthur is the name of the channel. Um, but he covers it very well. He'll, you know, talk about like the Fermi paradox and then talk about how, how, you know, these UFOs could move like this. What, what possible propulsion systems could make them move in this method or, you know, Things like warp drives and and long distance space travel, essentially. And he he'd be a really good one for, if you're interested in the stuff to listen to. Well, they talk it's also just, about like the theories that like like wormholes, mm -hmm. yeah. where you have this point here and this point. Think of think of uh, these two points as a uh, spots on paper, and you mm -hmm. take and you bend that piece of paper, yep, and yeah. you're able to travel in between it. And even though they're all the way on the other side of the pieces of paper, essentially, you when you fold it in, they're actually they're just they're in line, basically. Yeah. We see a very small and um, diminished view of what's really around us. You know, we're, we don't we don't see a full, or we can't even begin to grasp what's actually out there and what's actually um, possible outside of our gravity no, and yeah. physics I mean, constraints we're, we're one we're one tiny planet in a tiny solar system in a tiny um galaxy, galaxy. yeah you know in, in an ever growing an infinite yeah in our universe we'll call it yeah but even though they say there's one universe or whatever who's to say that there is you know? right yeah. If there's billions of galaxies inside of this universe, who's to say that there isn't billions of universes inside of this next biggest thing that we just can't fathom? Definitely. Well, they... That's really what it comes down to is that the human – it drives you nuts, honestly. Mm -hmm. The human it mind is, has a very, very hard time comprehending the fact that we're so small. Yeah. And that there's a possibility of something – that can move time around itself mm -hmm. and has that kind of freedom 
to yeah. do what it wants because we're kind of just a slave to time. Makes us feel like the ants on the sidewalk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what interests me the, about UFOs the most is just the, how they move and the technology behind them and um, most of all where they come from. Like where they come like, I've always been super interested in space, but I think that our solar system is pretty pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> like we have one life form supposedly and only two of our planets or whatever are actually made up of rock and the rest is just a bunch of balls of floating gas. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I like to think of it on like a really really large grander scale. Yeah. And uh yeah, it just blows my mind the fact that there can be so much I agree. And, you know, kind of going going back to UFOs, you know, I know we said we didn't want to get too much into aliens, but we just look at the differences in the reported UFOs. I mean, this could be numerous different civilizations, you know? It's, yeah, I mean, they talk about, they found, uh, what, bacteria on, mm-hmm. was it Mars? It was at Mars. They yeah. found bacteria. I think it was <laughs> oh. bacteria on Mars. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's only one which, planet we've been to. Yeah. Well, was that yeah. a Tom which, McDonald which, reference? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, but not in a... <laughs> <laughs> That's where all but the like, source so, information comes from. Yeah. But like what... You know, so if that's possible, why isn't there more complex... Organi- why, is it po- why isn't it possible mm-hmm. for there to be more complex organisms in another galaxy. Oh yeah. It's very similar to ours or not even it doesn't have to be similar to ours. It could be completely different. They could be they could be a big old water planet with smart dolphins. Right. That's that's one um I know we're dolphins we're kind of getting off smart. I'd they are like, they are. like some, yeah. some like super intelligent dolphins. That would be <laughs> terrifying, honestly. Yeah, that definitely would be. and I know we're kind of getting kind of off track, but that's okay. Um it, when you talk about uh, like water worlds, essentially, I think about Ceres. You know, Ceres is something with our in our own solar system that could very easily um, house life and even possibly semi-intelligent life. You know, Ceres is a it's a dwarf planet, or uh, it's an asteroid that orbits Neptune, and it has like a completely um, submerged ocean system with volcanoes that shoot up. Um, from that ocean system out into the into space, I think that's probably a, a possible um, host to alien life right there. Yeah, I've been slacking on my um, space research lately, but it's always something that really sparks my interest. I, I love to listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk mm-hmm. about the likelihood of um, other species out there. Yeah. But um, like you said, who's to say that there's only one that's visiting us? Right, exactly. May, I mean, look how many different species of – species isn't the right word, but different kinds of people there are on just, just the one planet alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean even going back to our, our, to our Bigfoot um, episode when we talked about you know all the different types of humanoids that we have had on this earth – 
in that time. I mean, that's just yeah, on this earth the, developing uh, side by side. Magnons. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's there's. And it's, but they could even be they could even be um and different points of their timeline even definitely right yeah. so someone it could be the exact same ones but they've left a hundred years beforehand mm -hmm. and now so they've come in a different craft maybe and mm -hmm. so they've advanced a hundred years and so even thousands seeing, of years yeah I mean I mean once you start talking about this is again we're getting kind of off track but that's okay once you start talking about like colonizing space. And you start talking about like going out and, and doing that, you're gonna start. Um, there's gonna be different civilizations break off from the same host civilization. They're not gonna maintain the same civilization because if you're a solar system away from the next nearest governmental force, you're gonna start your own governmental force. You know. And yeah. you know who's to say that we aren't one of those? That's very true. Offshoots. That's what I'm. This yeah, is like shadowing. <laughs> yeah, where, where they they talk about how we weren't smart enough, so they put us on Earth <laughs> with all the dumber life forms. Yeah, I you know, and that's um, we were found and genetically modified. Yeah, but anyway, uplifting, a little uplifting <laughs> there. That's, that could be why that could be why they come and visit, right? Well, see check on us every once in a while. I'm going to offend a lot of religious people on that episode. <laughs> Hey, before like, before we do that episode, definitely um, go to Isaac Arthur's channel and watch his uplifting episode. A lot of good stuff on there. You'll definitely offend some people. That's the whole but, point, though, isn't it? Yeah. Speaking of offending um, religious uh, fanatics, um, that's one thing that I was told I, that's, that someone said to me one time that really stuck with me when asked. They were at. It's a very religious person. Um, you guys know who 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 it is. If I I drop I'll drop you a hint here in the little chat. I don't really want to blast this dude um, <laughs> to where everyone knows who I'm talking about. But um, he was asked one time if he believed in any sort of aliens or UFOs or anything like that, and he said if God would have created another type of being, um he would have let us know or something like that. And I'm like, man, how can you be so naive to believe that you're that special? Right. You're not that special. I mean, for those of you, even if you are religious and God created you or whatever, who's to say that there's not a backup <laughs> or... Well, that, know, that's or like just... with dinosaurs, right? So like, you know, if you want to talk about like... You know our credible source, Little Dicky. Yeah, I knew. I, I knew that's where you were going with this. You pillow talking God, over there. <laughs> God put dinosaurs on Earth, right? And then a little bit later, he's like, "Man, why to put dinosaurs on there?" So he's like, I, "Let's get rid of dinosaurs. Let's put people on here, right?" So what if, what if he's doing that at other places? You know what I mean? You know what? What if? Why? Why couldn't he? I mean, why? Why? Why stop? If you've if you've done it one time, you know you've got one. You've got an infinite base to work off of. Why not go out yeah. and try it again? I mean, well, isn't this like it's? Is it six or seven days? Like it's seven. God. On the seventh day, he rested. So right? six days. That's why you're not work. Yeah, and then the yeah. Sabbath. Okay, so yeah, so so it took him six tries to make us right. Mm -hmm. Is the thing? What if those other five didn't? Well, no, it get took him? six days 
to complete all everything, right? So he put water on the earth, or to 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 create the earth, to put water on the earth, to on the sixth day he said, "Let there be light." Or no. I, I'm yeah, you, no, you're getting it right. You're doing good. You know, so on and so forth. So it wasn't I'm like obviously not very well versed. <laughs> in my, I should probably. He wasn't that. like. <laughs> I'm pulling this religious affairs airman uh, title back out here. Yeah, I'm, just uh, get a, I'm some theology yeah. professor or something <laughs> like that is going to light us up. He didn't. He didn't continuous like he didn't try like day one. He's like, all right, nope, nope, let's get rid of that. Day two, no, no, no. It was like maybe a, he did. CJ, were you there? <laughs> That's what I thought. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it's like, and then if like, so if you want to go into something like uh, supernatural, I don't know if you guys have watched uh, the most recent season. Season forty-two. I think it's like, yeah, probably it's fifteen or sixteen <laughs> something. I don't know the last season, right? Where like in in supernatural they fight supernatural beings, right? Really. And, in the last two seasons, it's been there's been angels, demons, God. Spoiler alert! Just say what you want. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. You're cool. If you're watching this, you you probably already caught up on Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like that's kind of the people we appeal to, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, God is a, a being, and he has tons of planets. Right? There's there might be so there's this Earth right here. In this universe, but there also could be another universe where it's the exact same, except we have long hair, and Christian has short hair. So So it could be, I mean... Like other dimensions kind of thing. Well, it's... Parallel universe kind of thing? Yes. They're all all different, but they're all moving on a... They've all started the same way. But there's slight differences. They so might just learn how to timelines do... that kind of line up with each other, like they run mm-hmm. parallel with each other. Yeah. yeah, dimensions was the wrong word there. I meant to say just parallel universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that gets into other theories that we'll definitely talk about. As definitely is, um, you know, the fourth dimension, alternate universes, and stuff like that. We kind of Let's... strayed from our UFO topic here for a minute, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's so fine. I mean, we're going down a rabbit hole, guys. We ain't going to stay on the same thing all the time. <laughs> but um, it's, it's hard to stay. I mean, you can start talking about UFOs, and the next thing you know, we're talking Talk about, about ancient Sumerians. Especially without, especially without <laughs> Tyler here to uh, keep us on track. About the same topic for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to shit talk on this whole episode. <laughs> no, but... um. What about abductions? Oh, well, there's, there's a lot of really good abduction accounts. I don't know. I I kind of think that it's it's definitely possible and maybe even probable that, that there's been some alien abductions. CJ, what do you think? Oh, alien abductions? Yeah. So, I don't know. I know, like, Whenever one person comes out with an alien abduction, there's a 37 there's a more that come yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, and they're not all going to be true. There are going to be some yeah. that are like, they're serious. But or they think it's serious, at least. Um, but then there's also 
there's a hundred more that are not that are in no way serious. They're just people that are delusional. They've been on. They were smoking some drugs and they saw some stuff. They passed out. They had hallucin hallucinations. You know that sort of stuff. Yeah. It kind of comes back to like a um, boy who cried wolf kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or even or like, like a out of what that hundred people, there might be one that was actually mm-hmm. abducted. Or, or if they had like a another ninety nine people who are saying that they got abducted who are full of shit and Or they had the uh, uh they had what are this the the dreams, the lucid dreams. Yeah. Um or not even that, they, <laughs> that too. <laughs> but like they wake up and they can't they're paralyzed. They can't they can't, yeah. you know sleep they paralysis. see stuff. Sleep paralysis. yep. So like yeah. you heard of like sleep paralysis demons. Mm-hmm. You could be you could be paralyzed you open your eyes and you're still dreaming like you're conscious but you're still dreaming so you could see like lights coming through everything or you 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 think you're in a spaceship or yeah it's just your mind is is going and you're supposed to be asleep but you've woken up that's a really i mean that's a really valid argument there that that's what people are experiencing that's one of the i think that's the biggest uh description of abductions i think that i think you could you could explain almost 99 percent of all alien abductions on them uh, on a on a sleep paralysis or some sort of sleep induced thing because if you've noticed well when they talk about abducted by aliens they went to bed they woke up bright lights and then they were on a alien spacecraft and then they woke back up in their bed. Right. Right. They weren't yeah. they weren't 100 miles away. They didn't just get dropped I off. Think, but. I think there, there is some – I mean, you are right. Yeah, a lot of that is. But there is a lot of people who say, you know, I was driving my car or, you know, I was out and about whenever I got abducted. That's what I'm saying. Like, majority of them are, hey, I went to bed in my bed. I woke up in a spacecraft. Yeah, those I ones I would bed. probably – I would probably say those are sleep paralysis or something. Some DMT or something. Yeah. Like um, Barney and Betty Hill. So that's like the most famous one. Yeah, I I figured you probably saw it in your eyes. Uh, (laughs) Barney and Betty Hill, extremely famous, probably the the most famous abduction. It's been made over again in TV shows and movies, and every alien or UFO show has done a, a history or a story about them. Um, so they were driving through New Hampshire, um, September. 19th, ni- er, 1961, they were driving through New Hampshire, and they're like, they're not um, the people you would think would say, hey, I've got abducted by aliens, you know? They're not like, they don't live in a trailer and drink Michelob all night long, you know? Um, that's not, I mean, they're pretty upstanding people, I feel like, um, but... They were they were both... Uh, well, Barney worked was a postal worker yep. and mm-hmm. a civil rights leader. This was in 1961, so he was a black man. Mm-hmm. The civil rights movement was pretty big back then. Um, he was a civil rights leader, and Betty was a civil rights uh, advocate and a social worker. Yep. And she was a white woman, so they were yep. a um, interracial a, couple. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So, uh, but they they have one of the really 
a lot of people use that as a as a jumping point for a lot of like the sixties and seventies um, alien abductions. So whenever um, wherever you look at a lot of those. 60s and 70s ones, a lot of them kind of go back to they sound a lot like Betty and Barney's, you know. Um, so a lot of people think that a lot of those 60s and 70s alien abductions were just kind of reinventions of Betty and Barney's um, abductions. Yeah, and well, it goes back to like back then in the 60s, it wasn't really cool to be abducted by aliens. <laughs> Right. So, like, if you if you came out and said, "I was abducted by aliens," people were probably going to look at you sideways. Yeah. Um, Make a little fun of you. Get labeled as crazy. So you probably wouldn't go around saying it unless no. you truly believed it. I wouldn't think so. Whereas, like today, someone will be like, "Oh, I was abducted by aliens," just to try <laughs> to get Facebook famous or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I it, I just find it more believable. Um, don't get me wrong, I don't really believe in any alien abductions. I right. believe in UFO sightings, but abductions Definitely. are a little far for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there was any to believe, it definitely would have came from kind of that era. Yeah. Um, also, I think aliens would look at us now and be like, we don't want to mess with these people. No, no we don't want no part enough. of that. <laughs> you know, but I think a lot of, um, like my kind of personal theory on if... It is an alien UFO coming to Earth from somewhere else. Um, I honestly think that there's probably like a gag order. Um, Like we're not, like this alien civilization has deemed that we're not ready to join the intergalactic um, community, right? So... And this is kind of crazy. I'm sorry. I'm letting my crazy go. But um, we're not ready to join that intergalactic community yet. So until we meet a certain mile marker, they're not going to expose themselves to us on a public scale. So I don't I don't think I really I mean, like the Betty and Barney one really kind of makes me want to believe them. Um, but on the average, I don't think that aliens would abduct people. I think it would be more just an observation kind of scenario. Like on on, on South Park where they put satellites in their butts? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. It would definitely be like a a one-off type thing. I don't think they would be picking people up and... Or what if it's like uh, like Rick and Morty, like the Council of Ricks? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's exactly what I was just saying. Is the whole kind of there's some uh, governing body out there that's saying, okay, the humans they ain't ready yet. Give them a few more years, they're not ready. No, we're not ready. We no. can't even take care of ourselves, let no. alone the universe's problems. We can't even decide what to do with Corona. No. Why would we decide how to do anything else? More foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more. But yeah. um, I don't know. I just... UFOs is something I've always been super into. Aliens and space and everything that kind of surrounds it. 
just the I really like the science of it all and the technology and just the theory crafting of it. I guess you could say the time travel, the space travel, the I don't know. So Super I'm really bummed. I was really hoping uh, you know, Tyler would be here because I, I guess he surprise surprise has a personal story about UFOs. <laughs> He's always got a personal story about everything. Which I guess it involves it involves me and Tristan too, but I don't Yeah, he was at a bonfire at my house one night. I forgot when it was. But um it's been a couple years ago. Apparently Six, it was seven years the summer. Ago. I remember the bonfire. I don't yeah. remember the UFO. But we're at a bonfire at the house and I guess he was I don't know, sitting in the back of the truck or something like that, and he said he remembers seeing something. And um, the person that was next to him also saw the same thing, I guess. But, I mean, I don't remember seeing anything. I don't think I've ever seen a UFO personally. Um, I mean, I've probably thought I've seen one, but it's like, you know, probably like a satellite or something. Um, It's just a shooting star or something like that. I don't know. I have um, actually me, me and Tyler. <laughs> Crazy, uh, me and Tyler have had. I'm starting to think he kind of just drugs us whenever he's. Yeah, with I think us. I think he like, might. I'm gonna make you experience this shit too. Some ayahuasca <laughs> trips. He's like, you're gonna see what I see. <laughs> um, I actually did have like a Western Lights phenomenon. If you guys are familiar with the Western Lights, it's like out in the desert where like, they, you have like some weird lights uh, appearing. Um, is that kind of like the Lubbock Lights thing? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, okay. Where like we just, you know, me and Tyler were driving through. This was the first time that we went on a big road trip um, when he flew out and, and rode back with me. And we were, I think we were about an hour and a half north of Las Vegas and started seeing like these um, red dots in the sky and they would move in very... Uh, strange patterns, you know, where they go up, down, back and forth. Definitely not, you know, a plane or something like that or a satellite. Um, I mean, I don't know that it was UFO. I don't know what it was, but I think that's a lot of what you get. You get a lot of, you know, unexplainable lights or things in the sky that are really, um, you don't really have any answers for, you know? Yeah. Well, I, think, I think it's a thing with a lot of stuff is we're always... We just we can't handle not knowing, so we've always got to try to explain something. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's where every. I mean, I'll bring it back to religion again. That's where religions and mythologies and everything like that has come from. Uh, the Greek mythology and uh, Norse mythology, Romans, all of them. That's where it all came from, was them trying to explain something that they didn't have really mm-hmm. have a scientific explanation for. And I think that's just what UFOs kind of are to us, is us seeing weird lights and other strange objects in the sky. And um, we don't really have any other answer for it besides to say what we think it is and what we want to think it is. Right. Which I, I want there to be UFOs. I really yeah, do. So definitely. anytime I see something weird in the sky, I'm like, oh, UFO. Because <laughs> I just, I want their, I want them to exist. I want them to be real. I want aliens to be real. But. It's just I mean, like, I could be, I could be followed by a UFO my whole life and I would never know because I'm never <laughs> like 
sky. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't look up that often. Yeah. It's one of the places that... I do remember, actually, now that... I, I, do, I do have one, one little story. So, I, we're, we're getting close to the end here. Um, I'll, just, I'll get this one out quick. But whenever I was at Scott, uh, I was working the gate one time. And it was late at, it was late at night. And um, actually, it might have been early in the morning. I think I, think I was coming on from, from a morning shift. It was like 5 or something like that. And a guy comes through the gate. And he stops. And he goes, hey, you see those lights? I'm like, yeah, those stars? He goes, no, no, watch them for a while. And they'd move around a little bit. And I don't know, the guy might have been high as a kite, and I let him on base. But, you know, he's, he's like, look at these look at these lights, you know. And then I, I thought about it the next morning, I looked up, and there was no stars in that same position, or, you know, there was no lights in that same position or anything. And it's just, that, that was one that, now we talk about kind of stood out to me, is uh, it was almost like a, it was like a, trio of lights that were kind of just moving in this odd pattern of each other. Kind of like, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Just like a wave almost like they're moving in a wave. It's very strange. But I think that could be a lot of it too. Is like, of... go ahead. Oh, uh, like sometimes people look so hard. Mm-hmm. They do find something. Mm-hmm. If you yeah, focus definitely. on something so much, like you can, you see something, especially in the yeah, sky. Your, your eyes will see what your mind wants yep. it to. One hundred percent. But um, that's another weird thing to me is that I just kind of try. I try to look at things from a logic perspective. But if it's dark out and you're trying to be um, stealth, stealthy, if you're yeah. trying to move secretly, um and it's night outside, you're not going to have lights on. Yeah. So that's just kind of one of the weird things. That, so to me, with the whole lights that people see all the time, it's like a UFO is not going to have its lights on, you know? Right. It's not going to have markers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, unless they, like we talked with uh, the Squanch, they're seen when they want to be seen, right? So like, yeah. if they didn't want to be seen, then they wouldn't Maybe. be yeah. Yeah, maybe they're trying to get caught. Maybe they're I don't know. Maybe I mean maybe it's just some dumb private that they put in a <laughs> spacecraft. But I just I don't know. I have a hard time believing that if something's here visiting us, I don't think it wants us to see us. I think no. it's a intentional visit. Um sometimes I mean with like we like we said with Roswell and the crash and stuff like that, maybe those were unintentional visits. And that was a crash landing. But um, I think with most UFO visits, if there has been any, that they would be uh, kind of a scouting recon type mm-hmm. thing. Definitely. Just strictly observation. Yeah. And uh, they would not want to be seen. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, that's, uh, that's pretty all much all I, I got. Yep. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I feel like this one was definitely not like a opinion one. This is definitely just a more of a let's talk about. Aliens? Or UFOs? Yeah. Sorry, well, not aliens. UFOs, like, hey, let's, and here's some, here's some stories. 
not even that. Here's some sightings, historical, this. Here's a little bit of that, you know. Yeah. We'll feed you. Uh, do you want my opinion? I'll put my opinion in where. Yeah, let's get your opinion. <laughs> uh, UFOs are real. Okay. I mean, obviously, the term UFO would be, <laughs> you know, unidentified flying object. So obviously, there are UFOs, right? Alien UFOs? Are they terrestrial or extraterrestrial? Extraterrestrial. Okay. Well, they're extra, extraterrestrial. <laughs> CJ, what do you think? I think, I think 100%. There's, there's, we are not the only life in this universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I, they're, it's extraterrestrial. Uh, I, I will say, I believe in UFOs and aliens and all that stuff, but. I will put it out there that I don't believe everything that involves UFOs oh, yeah. and aliens. Yeah. I don't believe every sighting. I don't believe every abduction. I don't believe every whatever. Like, I think I would almost even go as far as saying is most of them aren't Oh, yeah, true. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, most of them are. I, I think the, command, the USS Nimitz Commander Fravor, I mm -hmm. believe that is real. And that was a sighting because that's... One, it's that's a commander. He's a U a Navy pilot. Not really someone who's full of shit very often. You know, usually those guys are pretty trustworthy. Um, yep. I would trust that dude with my life, honestly, and I've never met the dude before. But that's just what his position comes with. Um, also, the fact that he recorded it on a very high tech system. What um, do you remember? What was what airframe was he in when he had that encounter? Do you remember? F-16? I don't know. Um, I can look that up actually real quick. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that earlier because like I couldn't imagine like a Harrier keeping up with but, like maybe F-16 or F-15E. I'm pretty sure it was a, uh, I think it was an F-16. 16. But... I'm trying to like um, confirm that F eight F eighteen Super Hornet. Okay, yeah, so he could keep up. For sure. Well, I mean, that depends on what it was, but he had a, yeah, a good airframe. He couldn't, he couldn't yeah. keep up with it, yeah. <laughs> and he had one of the best airframes that we had at that time um, at his disposal. Um, but yeah, and and the thing that he saw was recorded on infrared. Yeah. Um, cameras and you can look up the videos um the gimbal video uh i don't think that the gimbal video is him i think the gimbal video is the other dudes um the guys over norfolk yeah off yeah. of the uss theodore roosevelt and that was in 2015 i believe but well um the, we will the source gimbal all video the go fast video and the flur video Mm -hmm. are all videos of these um, objects. Cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll source all those on the uh, on the Facebook page. So if you're listening to this and you've made it this far with us and you want to see some more stuff, just head over to the Facebook page and we'll have we'll have that on there. Yeah. But um, back to what I was saying. Though, though that he, he's a person I believe. I believe his sightings. The Roswell thing. I don't know. Um, I, 
I haven't done a lot of looking into Roswell because I feel like it's way over covered mm-hmm. and way overdone. And so I just really have trouble finding the truth in it because I feel like so many people have investigated and reported on it that it's covered in bias now. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I like to think of UFOs and aliens in a much more um, ancient sort of way yeah which we'll get into eventually definitely but yeah oh yeah this this the ufo is just the starting point of where yeah, this, this is, is about just to branch. scratching of the surface we don't want to make this episode we don't want to make these episodes four hours long <laughs> yeah, that this one can go i mean we could go into yeah. aliens and aliens could transfer to demon it's just it's a big <laughs> it's a thing yeah it gets deep um and it's one of my favorite subjects so this, I mean, this is one of the most, like, easy to talk about subjects, I feel like, too. Like, there's so much surrounding it. Yeah. A lot of source material to go to. Mm-hmm. All right, Anyways, boys. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for joining me, fellas. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate all the support we've gotten the past couple weeks. Um, we're sorry that this episode's a little delayed. But, you know, things happen in life. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming and, on, and stick around for the next one. And as uh, Lana Del Rey would say, stay young and beautiful. <laughs>